Thanks for joining us today on the Forward Church Irvington podcast. But we have more members in the Church of God in Indonesia than we do in the United States. And uh, so uh, I will be going there and teaching. We have uh, in three different colleges there in Indonesia. And so it is a delight that I'm going there and looking forward to that. And uh, God blessed us the last time we went in one of the schools where I was on one day. We had 150 students receive the Holy Ghost like the day of Pentecost with the biblical evidence of speaking in other tongues. And God moved on that day. So it's good to be here. And I'm just delighted to be with you and I'm so excited about being with your pastor. I just want you to know I am so thankful for him. I'm proud of him. I'll take a little credit, a little bit. Uh, he went through MIP when I taught. And, and uh, him and Sister Cassie, they have uh, been people that I have watched. I've watched him as he went and became a youth pastor. And, and he followed one of the leading youth pastors in the state. Now, sometimes when you follow a good man, it, it's hard. They didn't take a dip. They went right on. He kept it going. And I've been appreciating him and thanking God for him. And I, I remember a, we had a meeting in North Alabama, a ministerial meeting. It might not, he may not even remember it, but I remember him giving the devotion that day. And I thought, man, this man's mature. This man is, for his age, he's a mature Christian man. He gave a great devotion. And I tell you, Sister Cassie, I'll just tell you about her. She is one of those little sweet Chilton County girls, I guess Chilton County. Little, she's growing, she's grown up. She's a godly woman, amen. Praise God. So I'm just, uh, and I met the boys, Jaden and Kaysen. They are fine young men, good fishermen. They went fishing yesterday out uh, on the in the Gulf, and I tell you, they're fine young men. Now, I'm going to preach today, if you'll help me. Well, I got one help. This may take a long time. The more help I get, the quicker I go. I've always got a lot of notes, and the more help I get, the quicker this goes. I'll take any hope, I, any help I can get. I almost said it like to say it on Sand Mountain. <laughs> I'll take any help I can get. I, I'll take a Presbyterian nod. A, a Baptist amen will help, but a Pentecostal hallelujah will speed it. Amen. So you help me today, amen. But I'm going to preach a sermon from the scriptures, I hope, and I think that it will make a difference for you in appreciation. Somebody said, why do you appreciate your pastor? Because it's Bible. The Bible says, give honor to whom honor is due. And a church that honors their pastor, God will honor. And so to maintain the blessings that God has begun with you, this is an important part of that. So if you have your Bibles, you'll turn with me to Acts chapter 11 and verse 19, and if you're physically able, would you stand in reverence to the Word of God? I just, while you're turning, I just want you to know, note, I have my contemporary preacher shoes on and my contemporary preacher socks on. Amen. I, but I, I have to tell you, that's as far as contemporary gets. <laughs> 
just up to my ankles. <laughs> Amen. Acts chapter 11, begin verse 19. Now these, those who were scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. And in these days, prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. And this they also did, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. I want to talk to you for a few moments on our pastor, the encourager. Our pastor, the encourager. Will you lift your hand this way and ask God's anointing upon this preacher? Father, I come before you humbly asking for the anointing that makes preaching easy to deliver and easy to receive. I pray, God, that we will honor the man of God, but at the same time we honor your man, we honor you, Lord. We pray, God, that the Holy Spirit will manifest himself even as you have already manifested yourself. Bless us together as we worship you and give you praise, for we do it all to your glory and all of your praise. Amen and amen, and everyone said amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Now, this is an interactive sermon. When I say something that is a description of your pastor, here's what I want you to say. Let's put it up there. Can we do that right now? That sounds like my pastor. Can, let's practice it now. That sounds like my pastor. Amen. So I want you to do that, and I'll, they'll put that up from time to time if they are available, and we will, <laughs> we will try this. Amen. <laughs> but I want to talk to you about this. See, I want to use this person called Barnabas to help us understand what a true pastor is. See, there's a lot of people that call themselves in our days with a lot of names. We, we have apostles and we have, I don't, I don't refer to myself, the brother did. Brother Brandon did a great job getting me in and everything. I appreciate it. But I don't use that term, but uh, bishop. I, I'm just pastor. I'm just Brother Eubanks. I, just call me for dinner. Amen. And, and uh, you know, it doesn't matter what you call me. But, but I don't like terms, and, but we've got people running around, I'm an apostle, and I said, where's your works of an apostle? I'm a bishop, I'm a prophet, I'm this, I'm that, I'm here to tell you, I'm saved. Anybody in the house saved? Hallelujah. 
That's what matters. It's not what title we have or anything else. It's that. So I want us to look at these characteristics of this man called Barnabas. I want us to see what kind of pastor a pastor ought to be. And I think when we list this biblical description of a pastor, I think we'll kind of identify him with Justin Driver, amen. I think we'll say that sounds like my pastor, amen. So let's look at it this morning. First of all, the first characteristic of a great pastor is that he is an enthusiastic giver. Barnabas was of one heart and soul with the rest of the church. He sold his land and gave it to the church. He gave what he had. Brother Driver had a, when, when he started, he had a home. They, they already had a home, think about it. But they gave up their home to go into the ministry full time. They gave up that, uh, that. They moved out of their house and went to Sand Mountain. Now, I want you to know that takes a lot to go to Sand Mountain. I've been almost there. I was on Lookout Mountain. But they went up there on Sand Mountain and went to full time ministry. And they did that because they were giving. I want you to know, I'll guarantee you this, this man gives. He gives what he has. He gives his time. I know yesterday when uh, Cassie and the boys were out on, on the gut, brother, brother Justin has a reason, a medical reason for not going out there. He gets sick. And I appreciate the wisdom. He showed me right then. He's a wise man. So wife and children go out there. And I want you to know he's a wise man. But uh, but I want you to know he is a man was here giving himself to this church. He is constantly giving himself. He is an enthusiastic giver of what he has, of his time, of his energy, of his life. He and her both are people who give of themselves. He is a God-called man. Hallelujah. Thank God he's not just doing this for a job. He's not just here because he doesn't have anything else to do. He doesn't see it as a place just to get money. He's here because he's called of God. Somebody, that sounds like my pastor. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. Barnabas set an example of the church. Ananias and Sapphira, you've heard of them. They became jealous and lied to God and the Holy Ghost and were killed in their sin. Amen. It's amazing when one is blessed of God, people become jealous of, of what you have. I'm there's preachers around this state saying, well, look at there, Justin. He's down there by the battery. I mean, look at there. What, what did he get? First church, he got it. Yeah, and the day he got it, it was burning down. <laughs> Hello? He was sitting over there in the parsonage interviewing with the council, and the house was burning down. And say, do you want to come? <laughs> Hello? I want you to know that's something when a man's offered a church and it's burning down at the time he's offered it. Amen. Isn't that an amazing thing? He was willing to do that. See, a man of God doesn't matter what the challenges are. Doesn't matter what's before him. He wants to do what God calls him to do. He knows that God's directing him. God's leading him. God's helping him. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise God. This was not the only occasion of Barnabas' generosity. In our text, then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did and sent it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. They were talking about going to, down to Guatemala and do mission work and build houses for people there. I want you to know they're givers. Thank God you can be a giver too when you're following a giver. Amen. That sounds like my pastor. Woo! 
Barnabas, Barnabas' generosity was based on his relationship with God. For he saw that God was extravagant in his giving. God gave more sky than man can see, more seas than he can sail, more sun than he can bear to watch, more stars than he can scale, more breath than he can breathe, more yield than he can sow, more grace than he can comprehend, more love than he can know. Hallelujah! What an extravagant God we have! Hallelujah! Praise God. Now, are y'all leaving that up all the time? Y'all need to take it down and put it up. Take it down, put it up. Thank you. All right. You can tell I'm from the country. I don't know nothing about this mechanical stuff. Amen. Another characteristic of a great pastor was that he is a consistent encourager. Acts chapter 4 and 36 and Joseph who is also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement. He encouraged Saul, who became Paul. When Saul had been converted, preached in Damascus, and had spent three years in Asia, he came to Jerusalem to be joined to the church. Because of his past persecution of the church, no one would be around him. No one cared for him. Nobody wanted to listen to Paul. Oh, we think of Paul since he wrote so much of, of the New Testament as everybody wanted. But in that day, no one wanted it because he had killed the saints. He had imprisoned the saints. But God made a change in his life. Who made the difference in Paul's life? Barnabas, hallelujah. Barnabas encouraged this man. Barnabas recognized the anointing upon the man. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 9 verse 27. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly in Damascus in the name of Jesus. I understand that pastors started a group of interns here encouraging you to be faithful in ministry. Amen. Encouraging you to fulfill your calling. That's what a pastor... That sounds like my pastor. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. He encouraged John Mark. You ever heard of John Mark? See, he had brought along John Mark with him and Paul on the, their first missionary journey. John Mark was an apprentice missionary. He was to go with them and serve Barnabas and Paul, but I want you to know, he got homesick in the middle of the journey. He got to say, well, I want to go home to mama. And that's what he did. He left them. And Paul and Barnabas went on the way. They went on finished their journey. Then they got ready to go again. Hello? And they disagreed. Ever heard of that in church? They disagreed. Barnabas wanted to take John Mark with him. And Paul said, no. He didn't stick with us. He didn't stay with us. He abandoned us. And Barnabas said, oh, no, he's going with him. I'm going to take him with us. He's going to do better this time. Hello. And so you know what they did? Was, which one was right? Both of them. Neither one of them was wrong. One, the mission was most important to Barnabas the man was most important 
Both of them had an important thing. And what happened by their disagreement, they were able to divide up and do more. Amen. Praise God. But I want you to know, Barnabas was right in investing in John Mark, even though he failed. Anybody ever failed? I have. Anybody? Well, boy, you got some perfect people here. Uh, I failed. But I'm glad somebody didn't throw me out because I failed. I'm glad somebody said, we don't have any place for you. I'm glad that somebody just said, we won't have you. We don't take you. But when I failed, somebody invested in me. Thank God. Hallelujah. And so that's what Barnabas did. He invested in John Mark and listened to the biblical testimony about John Mark. The, he did this, and in 1 Peter 5, 6, 13, Peter says, John Mark, my son. He gave instruction for the Colossians to receive him. Paul did. Then here, Paul's own commendation of him. He said, get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me in the ministry. Let me go on a tangent. Can I do that? I don't care how bad you failed. Don't you believe the devil? I don't care where you started and you stopped. Don't let that stop. You, go on, get up. There's somebody that'll encourage you. There's somebody that'll reach out a hand for you. There's somebody and say, you can make it. And if anybody will, that sounds like my pastor. There you go. Amen. The third characteristic of a great pastor is that he's an excellent example. Our text in verses 22 to 24 says... Then news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, Pastor, when a big old man gets down in yonder and cries and bellows with big old tears and, and his heart shaking, that's the grace of God. Thank God for the grace of God. Thank God for the grace of God. Somebody ought to shout for the grace of God. He was glad and encouraged them all with purpose of heart that they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. He was a good man. A good man. Oh, I know. We hear a lot about the good old boy being rounded up. I'm not talking about good old boys. I'm talking about a good man. I'm talking about a man who was good in his person, a man who was good in his morals. I'm talking about a man who was good in his intentions. Amen. Hallelujah. The very term good has a sense of morality, as in the nature of the character. We need people who will live out the Christian religion in their homes, in their jobs, and in their lives. I'll tell you something I believe about your pastor. He doesn't want you just come down here and join his church and be baptized in that water. He wants to change your life. He wants Jesus to change in you. He wants to change you from who you are. He wants to change you from the sins you're living in. He wants to see a change in you. That's what it's all about. It's not just making people think they're okay and on their way to hell. It's telling people there's a new direction to go in and you can be changed. Hallelujah. 
He was a good man. God was with him. What more can be said? If God be for you, who can be against you? He went and sought Paul on his own. Nobody said, go find Paul, uh, Saul or Paul. He did it on his own. He taught for a year at Antioch, the great New Testament church. You can tell the character of a man by what he produces. Hear me. Listen, pick up. You can tell the character of a man by what he produces. Barnabas produced Christians, for they were first called Christians at Antioch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, every one of you are a reference to that man. Every one of you who are saved by the grace of God is a reference to them because you are what God's doing in your life is through him to bring it forth in your life. God's not just saving you to keep you out of hell. Punch somebody in this right there. They need to hear that. Oh, I'm going to go to church and not go to hell. No, <laughs> that's not going to save you. Thank God for these who testified of a saving relationship. That water won't save you. Joining this church won't save you. But a relationship with Jesus Christ that changes you will send you to heaven. And that's what your pastor, that sounds like my pastor. Amen. Whew. The fourth characteristic, oh, I'm doing good. The fourth characteristic of a great pastor was that he was an enlisted minister. Acts 13, 1 through 3 says, Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon, first one Barnabas, Simon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, laid hands on them, and they sent them away. The scriptures indicate that Barnabas was a prophet. He was separated by the Holy Spirit. We don't need mama called preachers, daddy called preachers, preacher called preachers, church called preachers. We need God called preachers. Get ready. Amen. We're, oh, we're going to make a team. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. What are you saying? He was a prophet. He was called of God. He was under authority by the laying on of hands. Your pastor is a man used of the Holy Spirit in the gifts, being called by God under the authority of God and the church. He is an ordained bishop, amen, in the church of God. We do use that term when we refer to his ministerial uh, placement. But other than that, we're just servants of the Lord. But he is that man called of God. Hallelujah. That sounds like my pastor. The last characteristic of a great pastor is he is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to tell you something about him. He'll run his legs off, and he's got long legs. I ought to know. He's got long legs. He'll run his legs off. Sister Cassie, she'll run her legs off. She'll go. If working would build a church, they'd do it. But it's not about working. Now, you hear me. You can 
You can build a crowd with work, but if you're going to build a church, it takes an anointing of the Holy Spirit upon the leadership. Staff, it's not enough just to come in here and do your job. This is not a job. Can I preach to your staff, Pastor? It's not a job. You're not here to get a paycheck and come in on. I had a staff member one time, and the only time he ever came to the church was to get his paycheck on Thursday. Didn't last long. Hello. You're not got a position. You hadn't got a job. This is ministry. And to do ministry, Brother Brandon, it takes the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You ta- it takes the anointing of God. You don't just per- produce program and, and regurgitate program somebody else has done. But the Holy Ghost speaks to pastor. You in line with pastor, take that ministry and build this. This is a church. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. This is a church. It's not a group. It's not a crowd. It's not a congregation. It's a church of the living God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise God. Barnabas was a worker of signs and wonders. Acts 14 and 3. Therefore they stayed there a long time speaking boldly in the Lord who was bearing witness to the word of his grace granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Acts 15 and 12. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. Can you help me preach just a minute? Would you take your sanctified finger? Get it up. If you don't, I'll point you out with my finger. Get it up. Now turn to the person beside you, and here's what I want you to say. You're a miracle. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) You're a miracle. Think about how we we survived covid We're in church. We're not hiding behind walls, afraid of everybody. We're in a big congregation. We're a miracle. We are here by the grace of God. We have been brought. Miracles are in the house. Did you see those men and women, those young people getting saved? They're still getting saved. People are, the church is supposed to be dying. They're closing churches every day. There's places, but we're alive. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. We're alive. I know enough about this church to tell you when he got here, it was almost dead. Don't get quiet on me. Some of you ought to say amen, preacher. But he got here. God sent him here. And what happened? It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Somebody said, when, when you're laying in your coffin, what do you want them to say about you? You want them to look over you and say, he's moving. He's alive. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm, oh, I'm here to tell you, we're alive. In the year 2023, the forward church is alive. 
the forward church is praying people through in the altar. The forward church is going forward. The forward church is making a difference in the community. The forward church is building up the kingdom of God. We need signs and wonders. I want to pray. If I could, I'd like to pray like the, the old preacher that I heard about in Red Rock, Mississippi. He prayed it. The old country preacher prayed it like this. He said, O Lord, give thy servant this morning the eyes of the eagle and the wisdom of the owl. Connect my soul with the gospel telephone in the central in the sky. Illuminate his brow with the Son of Heaven. Possess his mind with love for the people. Turpentine his imagination. Grease his lips with possum oil. Loosen his tongue with the sledgehammer of thy power. Electrify his brain with the lightning of the word. Put petual motion in his arms. Fill him plumb full of dynamite of thy glory. Knowing him all over with the kerosene oil of thy salvation and set him on fire. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, you have an awesome blessing. You have first God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. You've been taught the word of the Lord. God intervened in this church and sent you a man of God to preach the truth to you. He came to knock down barriers that the devil had put up against this body where this body could reach a harvest. And God has done that. I think today we ought to be the most excited people about what God has done. Thank God for faithful members. Thank God for people that hung in here. Thank God for all of you. But I'm here to tell you, you haven't seen it all yet. God's not through with Justin Driver and he's not through with Forward Church. Forward! Forward is the Holy Ghost. Now I want you to do something. The pastor's council came and prayed. But I want you to volunteer today. Two things. I'm going to be a builder up of my church. And I'm going to be a builder up of my pastor. Now I'm going to tell you about him. He's human. He got reminded of his humanity yesterday when he didn't get on the boat. That's a human. He's a human. 
He can make mistakes. But I'm going to tell you about him. If he makes a mistake, it won't be for lack of trying to do better. He's never, you've got to always give him the benefit of the doubt that he's always trying to do the very best he can for you and this church. Give him the kind of benefit of the doubt you want. And secondly, if, I'll testify. I was pastor in church and I had a member thought I was wrong. He came to me, he said, Pastor, I, I really thought you was wrong. But the more I prayed, the more the Lord told me you was right. Now that only happened one time. But if you think he's wrong, pray. God can talk to him like he can talk to you. Amen. Encourage him. Pray for him. Sending gift cards. Oh, I didn't. Take him where Sister Cassie don't have to feed her and them and the boys. She'd shout and be happy over that. Amen. But do you hear me? Love him. He's left home. He left grandma and grandpa, daddy, mama. Moved down here on the coast. Now, he does have a place up there if the hurricane comes. I'm sure he, he, he didn't even come see me. Amen. But... He's here by the grace of God. I want you to commit today. I want you, if you will, if you'll love him, forgive him, and support him, I want you to lift your hands toward heaven. Thanks again for joining us on the Forward Church Podcast. We hope today's message was a blessing to you. If you'd like more information, you can check us out on Facebook or at forwardchurchonline.com. 